this is how I would fucking play this role. And I don't give a shit if yep. you like it or not. And I think it's the same thing with filmmaking. Love that. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Out of Line podcast. This week, me and Nissa sit down and we talk to the multifaceted Brooklyn-based actor, writer, producer, director, Alex Speed. We had a couple microphone issues this week, so we recorded straight onto an iPhone, but I don't think the audio bumps and bruises will hinder your enjoyment of this fascinating interview with some really great stories and helpful advice that we can implement into our own creative endeavors. So this is our conversation with Alex Speed. We're super excited. We got Alex Spieth here with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So where 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 are you from? Uh, I am from Nashville, Tennessee. I grew. Uh, I wasn't born there, but I was there from uh, like three to eighteen, and then I went to school in Pittsburgh. I went to Carnegie Mellon. Okay, so that was for acting. Yeah, and I mean it was awesome. It's like. To all you aspiring college applicants out there, uh, I would definitely uh, say. I mean, Carnegie Mellon like rocked. It's such a it's such a good program. There's their whole thing is that there's no delineation really between like acting and musical theater. Not meaning that the actors sing and dance, although a lot mm-hmm. of times they do, but meaning that just like the emphasis is on sort of like. Um, acting for everybody so singing and dancing are sort of like addendums to um the essential like craft of acting even though obviously there are like super 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 talented singers and dancers who go there yeah um but that was really cool and most of my best friends were uh musical theater majors and they were like awesome well this is okay so this is a side note question for me and something i'm always very interested in Uh uh-huh um now that you've been out of school for a bit yeah. and working. What are your thoughts on like going to college oh, for acting? What a bummer. I was literally <laughs> I was literally talking to a date about this uh the other day cuz honestly if I, like if I had a kid who was an actor, I'd uh-huh. be like, "Yo, let's like let's just go to Hollywood." Uh-huh. Like when you're before you're like, I mean, this is so bad, but like <laughs> before you're like 18 and try, like if you know you want to do this, we should just try and get you like acting as soon as possible. Or I would say, you know what? I would advise more for like a really like a big grad school honestly uh-huh. would be this is not because I don't think that the undergrad conservatory rocks and is like so cool and I loved it. I just feel like in myself, I had a lot of like insecurities, a lot of like growing pains, like losing your virginity, having a first boyfriend that is sort of like, um, it's harder to focus on the work in like a really, really um, adult way. Not that I didn't work super hard because I always did, but I just think that there's such a difference between like the way I approach work now and than what I had the capacity to do when I was 18 or 19. That being said, though, a ton of freaking undergrads come out of Carnegie Mellon and work like that. Yeah. So I definitely don't think this is prescriptive for everybody. Like, no, no, no. The yeah. people who I know who I did, the, who like did the best just like have that moxie. Mm-hmm. And I have that moxie too. It just took a little longer to to get there some people find it in yeah just happen to find it in that totally setting i don't think i had enough understanding 
that you can't approach the industry as a student. Mm-hmm. Not that that is in any way any part of my education's fault. I just think that there is an adulthood that comes with like having been out and been knocked around for seven years that you're like, it is both my fault and it is also not my fault in any way. There's nothing I could have done better to like, I don't know, enhance my chances. I don't think this is making a lot of sense. No, no, no. That but makes... it's it's not like you can study really. How to actually, oh, like right. that's when people have audition classes. You can study your way into a career. Yeah. You can study, you obviously have to work hard on auditions. But yeah. It's a different form of preparation. And I have a different, I don't know, it's just, you have a different mindset towards acting, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people go to audition classes or like, self-tape classes those are always ones that i i don't understand uh-huh because i don't think that like walking into the room a certain way is yeah. gonna change what you do yeah. in the room and also then you strip you start stripping away individual personality in a room when when you start saying like or and that's just that's all my my opinion. I'm also. I dropped out of high school, so I have like a very congratulations. Not, thank you so much. <laughs> Hopefully, what those classes are doing, I would hope, is that they're actually stripping away the the layers you put on top of yourself. And those, what I think, the most effective classes I've taken are like trying to get to the level of like, don't try to be this one way or do this one thing. Strip yeah. it back, and I do think that there's like there are different strokes. Totes. I think there are totally yeah. people. Who it's like, yeah, this class kicked me into a new level and yeah. now mm-hmm. I book shit all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people who are like, I cannot do that. It's it's junior your choose your own whatever adventure. makes you feel like a rock star. Yeah. yeah. It's like 100%. what you should do. Hundred percent. And some people like get off on certain things and other people totally don't. And you just have to find the thing that like works for you mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it's and it's a good t- thing to like realize that there is no one right way yeah and so do you do you hold the same thought process in filmmaking because there is like film school and that approach to it and it sounds like you just um, started doing yeah it. yeah exactly i mean i i Definitely would never say that more knowledge is not helpful. Mm-hmm. I have never gone to film school. I cannot in any way knock it because I have not tried it. Yeah. Um, and I remember like I was sort of like, I don't know, I was like seeing this guy and he was a filmmaker and he was like, no, no, you have to know the history. And I was like, dude, fuck that. Fuck that. You <laughs> have to just like go out and do it, you know? And I... I think you. it never hurts to know more, to know what you're responding to. I am thinking about mm-hmm. it in terms of the future, but I also, I just, I don't feel like the guise of school is going to make or break who you are, although it definitely can give you a lot of advantages. And I think the way that I would approach, if I did a grad program in anything, would be like, are the potential advantages in approaching it now something that I feel like or a worthwhile bet. But it's the same with anything. Sure. It's like making yeah. any like stupid movie. You're like, well, okay, is this actually going to help me or am I just yeah. wasting my goddamn time? Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. you're going to learn like doing, like doing a service industry job. You're going to learn doing... On the job. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. anything. You're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, more knowledge is never a bad thing. Oh. That's very, that's such a true... 
thing. Yeah. Um, well, and that wanted to uh, move on to uh, congratulations to you. Oh, thank uh, you. Miss Alex here is a recent uh, win at the Indie Short Fest in the category of Best Female Director. Thank you. So, dude, I was so happy to see that. We met um, over a year ago. We, uh-huh. we uh uh, just discovered and but yeah tell us about uh your win with uh, re- uh retract my win Absolutely. um yeah i mean it was honestly i mean it's it's like sick i don't like i feel like it's like awesome i don't necessarily like it's so we were talking about this before we came on there but it's been such it feels like a long time since we locked retract which is yeah. the film that um i got the award for that I felt a little, like, if you're not the producer, you mm. sort of step back from the project. And you know it's being submitted places, but you don't necessarily know what those places are. You don't, sure. know, you don't know anything. Or at least I don't know yeah. anything about it. So when they were like, you won, I was like, oh my god, amazing. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Um, but it was it was really, really, really fun. I had a great time working with that group. And it was my first experience. Um, I've directed some of my own work before, although not not very much of it. So it was my first experience being um, the director and it being with a team who I was less familiar with. Like I didn't know the DP, I didn't know the AC or the gaffer going into it. Oh wow. Um, and I was super, super impressed by all of them. And we just had a really, really good time. That's great. Like I, I definitely feel like I learned so much having done it. And also I found that like, it's just always like more fun to work on stuff that I think that you're like not producing Mm -hmm. because, I mean, obviously there are people who disagree with me on that. um, But I feel like the things that are logistics are the parts of filmmaking that I really, really dislike, but that I like Mm -hmm. must do because nobody else is going to, is going to do that. And particularly unless you have a price point to employ a producer, it's you carrying the bullshit. It's you making the schedule. It's yeah. you like sending it all out. And those are the things that I don't, I don't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And so with this, there was a producer who was able to sort of do that stuff. So when it was like, Hey, we got to get out of the restaurant in 10 minutes. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. We, we're, we're going then, you know, rather than being like, just Oh my God. Job. Like we have to get out of the restaurant in 10 minutes. You know, it's just a different to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was totally different stress-wise. Oh, nice. And it was something that I have not had happen before, and it's something that I would want to emulate in future sets, I guess. just focus on that, yeah. For sure. And also, I do want to say that, like, for the last uh, series I did, I had a very, very strong producer named Natasha Sotoalbors, who I would recommend to anybody. So... It's just, like, it's just in general, like, having a mind to producing in general, I think, can be more stressful, even though she did a fucking kick-ass job. Totally, yeah. It's its own set of skills and talents that you are usually go under the radar. But yeah. That's amazing. How did you get involved with um, East End Productions? So, my friend Steph and I were in the same grade at Carnegie, and she was like, hey, I really want to do this short about, um, essentially, like, catcalling and assault and she was like, and I really want a female director. Like, she and her partner, Bobby, who is the producer, um, like, they're relationship partners, um, but partners in business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that they both did a really, really great job of assembling um, sort of the pieces that needed to happen. They both have a lot of gumption, but they both also had 
I felt like I learned a lot from their just like trust. Like they were totally like, okay, like whatever, whatever you want to do, like we totally trust you. We totally trust the DP. So like whatever you guys want to do. And there were totally things that I feel like, oh, I made mistakes on this. Like, but they just did a really, really good job of giving, um, you know, us the lead. And Steph was the lead in the short. I thought she did a really amazing job of like letting herself just be an actor which is something that having written and been in my work a lot, I, I just find a lot of, I have a hard time doing it, like forgetting that your only job is to be an actor. Mm -hmm. Like when, you know, and it's not serving the fucking camera yeah. if you're thinking about craft services. Like, because the only thing people want is a good result and a clear yeah. performance. And I was really like inspired by her ability to, to kind of be like, hey, okay, like, I understand that you guys have needs, but right now I need to be an actor first. And I don't know, I was very, very impressed by her and I thought she did a really good job. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about like acting on that set. Um, so yeah, that was how I got involved. And they're doing, so they're producing a pilot that we're gonna shoot in hopefully like the summer, August. And I'm gonna be directing that as well. And I feel really, um, I feel really excited because now I have a better, you know, I just have done it one time. I have a better sense of, like, the relationship with, like, the DP and stuff. It, it's always helpful to be like, yeah. oh, there's a little bit of a shorthand going into something. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's so cool to hear because we, as a, a three-man company at Outline here, it's it's hard to um, delegate and, and not to micromanage everything. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's I mean, for sure. Really cool. I definitely don't feel like I've achieve that in my own work yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a process for sure i think it comes out of a thing of like i'm gonna help the situation by mm -hmm. doing all of it yes mm. and but but that that being said that that is counterproductive because then the people you work with are like well no i can do it yeah for sure it's mm -hmm. i mean you know. i think there's a feeling of like you're being a little more selfish I have air quotes around selfish <laughs> um by being like hey I can't really be a part of this this conversation about what we're doing for this this rain day plan or something mm -hmm. like that because I need to to be in the space to perform the best mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't know it's really difficult it takes a lot to I mean it's like one of those bullshit things you always hear in therapy is like you have to take care of yourself yeah or take yep. care of like Anybody else? But it is literally yeah. so yep. true. Yeah. And it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Um, wow. But you I, but you still have a lot of experience. Like uh, you were saying, writing, acting, directing yeah. in your own work. Can you tell us more about... Yeah. I mean, in general, because like I have been... I have been the protagonist in my own work. I Like I've directed like in my, my storied history. I've directed... Um, two of the episodes of blank and I didn't direct any on 86. So I definitely feel like I felt that as the writer and performer, I thought it was very, it was crucial to have someone else there mm -hmm. because it's really, um, I mean, I definitely believe in multiplicity of ideas and like give, surrounding yourself with people who give you a lot of pushback. Not in an unhelpful, constructive way, but in, like, a fucking amazing way. I definitely, I, I, I feel like I am still 
working on getting my ideas as strong as I want them to be. I was talking to my therapist the other day and she was talking about like an academia an academia, how like people are like so angry about like science and being like, no, this is the way we need to go. And like from those like mm-hmm. arguments, that's where you get really good stuff. And I was like, wow, oh. I feel like to me, I, that would be my goal would be like with my collaborators to feel like, like I think that's the mark of really great success mm. is when you can like fully toe to toe, like fight with someone fairly mm-hmm. about what the good idea is. And I feel like that's something that I'm getting stronger and stronger in myself in, but it's not somewhere that I feel like I've been like yet, mm. but at the same point, because I am the creator, I have, control and Mm. it's been really helpful to have people who are like no this is like you think this is effective but it's it's not and I've always found that to be like very like crucial to the success of my work and my um my collaborators like I the people who have directed uh Ben Beertel directed all of 86 and he directed a number of blank episodes Kyle Wilson Leo Sigerson all of those people are people who have really like pushed me to either be like no the idea is this because of x and y and z or for me to be like oh you know what actually maybe you're right maybe maybe it is smarter to consider it this way Mm -hmm. Um, have a pair of outside eyes for sure yeah Yeah. and i definitely like when i encourage people like a lot of people are like oh you know like what do you do when you want to like make something and i definitely am all for like if you have an idea like make it but i do think it's really important if that person, be it a director, be it a producer who you really trust, someone who is there to fact check the honesty mm-hmm. of what you're doing, mm-hmm. particularly if you are also in it. Because yeah. it's so hard to tell if what you're doing is reading or not. Yeah. yeah. Or this is the moment you wrote maybe months ago. Yes. And you're trying to play it, but it's not what's actually happening in the room. Yeah, exactly. That day. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that I definitely feel like the thing that is like, so exciting to me in terms of acting is like wh- like this I used to think this was like such bullshit when people say it but when you like say a line and it's not the way that you expected there has to be a point that you let your writer self go and become the character and that's something that is um you know it's difficult it's something that I struggle with it's something that I'm sure lots of people struggle oh, with it feels like there's yeah. a trust that you have to have that your text is going to give you the it's only going to give you like five roads and all five of those are great but you gave yourself those five roads so then you're going to write yourself on the possibilities that you want yeah and i think that there's like so much in like reading scripts like i feel like it's not that i have a disrespect for the text but there's definitely the side of like like the text is is it's just a fact Mm -hmm. so then you just gotta like do you i guess and i imagine that's the same if you write and then direct it you have to be like okay the text is done and now it's this totally yeah yeah. there's the base like now what does it look like when yeah exactly and other people fuck with it yeah exactly and you're you know it's like almost it's just like it's the doc it's a document Mm -hmm. Mm. you trust that it's strong enough that your idea will come across no matter what people do for sure your web series blank my life you started that like four years ago yeah and now it has four seasons yeah that's incredible how was did you always have that trajectory in mind no certainly not Um, because I started doing um, I started making the series mostly just because I got 
um dropped by my acting agent like the first year out of college and I was like fuck it I just have to like fucking make something because I feel so impotent Mm. in myself and so uh I know Lena Dunham talks about making films in college and she calls them like tiny compulsions and I feel like the first season of blank was purely that was just kind of like like law and like you know like and then you make it and you film it but it's like it was like nobody was paid nobody was you know it was just like essentially like spewing something out and but as the case goes you find if you keep doing something you find like oh all of a sudden like this has gotten a lot better yeah and you get sort of like addicted to that feeling it's like the first season was just like essentially like spewing shit and the second season, I was really interested in sort of making, like, tiny little moments. And the third season, I was interested in, like, slightly more narrative. And the fourth season, I think, is almost like a film in itself. Like, I don't think the fourth season honestly has... But it feels really different to me in terms of nearly everything except for the fact that, oh, all these people were also, like, characters in the other one. Somewhat, but, like, sure. anthology. Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, I don't know. In season two, like, or at the end of, like, season three, like, I shoot my best friend, and it's, like, there's this whole thing where it's, like, oh, you shot me, but he still gets into Yale. And then in, like, the fourth season, it's, like, he died! Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's, like, do, do you care about that? Do you care that you're just, like... Because it's, like, who gives a fuck? Like, it's, like, at this point, you're not making it for, like fucking i don't know the avengers yeah you know? exactly like you own your <laughs> yeah. fucking fan base like truths it's just about whatever you want to play with yeah you know and i feel like something that i think is like sort of exciting when i talk to filmmakers is like this idea of trying to get the brand really strong but i'm also like but listen like so few people are are um are broad city or high maintenance like mm. you might as well just fucking fuck around Right, like, do it for you. Yeah, it. yeah, it's like who, yeah, it's like, yeah, brand, concept, sure. Let's see. It might, you might do it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think the thing that is really exciting about the form of web series and the thing that's exciting about self-production is that you are the only god there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, yeah. and I think the strength of having, like, the internet is to just on, to just like fuck around honestly yeah that's a total that's a really good point i mean you throw yeah. you're like throwing spaghetti against a wall but yeah. you're doing it within like the confines of this world that you've built and the characters yeah. you've built but there are no rules of what they can do and that's yeah. yeah that's great yeah people are like oh you can't go down in quality i'm like yes you can make a bad like <laughs> why not <laughs> well yes yeah. you can because yeah. then it's like oh, okay they made like another season i'm like like on a, I don't know, a DSLR, and then like, well, yeah, fuck it, you do the red again. It's like nobody remembers anything. Just like, just mess around, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it, I mean, it's also at the point now with things like that where it's like you can throw something on a phone and it'll yeah. look really good. For it's sure. Like, it's, it's, and, and it, it seems like you're also at the point where it's your stories that are so yeah. important. You know, it's not the. Not whether it's 4K. And it's just like there's different goals in mind at different yeah. projects. And you're doing it because you want to stretch your acting legs. You're yeah. doing it because you really like this idea as a writer. And yeah. you want to see it done. So there's there's no harm in that for sure. Yeah. 
But you have this uh, newest series, 86, mm -hmm. that's going being funded and produced by Brick TV. Yeah, That's no easy feat. That's awesome. Like, how did you get involved with that? So um, I just need to say that Brick is the shit. And if anybody has a chance to work with them, you must. Because they are amazing. Um, but out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so Brick has a, like... Brick, I don't think people know this, but like every borough in New York has their own TV channel. So oh. I got started because I became a citizen of Brooklyn mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, fuck, like Brick has like a local, uh, has like local TV, like a terrestrial channel, as mm -hmm. they call it, which sounds like ET, but that's what it's <laughs> called. Um, and so I was like, oh, you know what? And it, all you have to do is have had to have taken a class with Brick. And I did that because I did this class with, I'm a part of a theater company called Irondale and they like, had us do like one film class like at like a million years ago essentially it feels like um and you have to live in brooklyn and i was like okay well i've done both of those things so i just went over and uh you know i submitted like you can submit it through online and they were like hey your your stuff has been chosen you can come drop off a hard drive so i went over to drop it off and it and like i was greeted by like you know so many people who were like oh you know like this is like amazing like your content is so good and I was like, wow, this has gone really well. We're really having to <laughs> no, do You guys are amazing. Yeah, I know. And they were like, you must like meet our like our vice president. And I was like, I I will meet him. Like, <laughs> I agree. Him. I was like, oh, yes, I accept. Um, we made season three. It was like awesome. It again played on there and we won a number of like we won a number of awards for their channel. So at this point, like, everybody sort of knew me and knew the work. I wrote something for one of their, for one of their classes that the students used to make um, into, like, a short film. Oh, cool. Um, so, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there was, like, a pretty long relationship yeah. before I actually, like, because then the year after Blank was made, I pitched... 10 ideas they were like okay we're most interested in these two but one of them needs to be like flipped a little bit and so I wrote sort of like pitch outlines for both of those two and they were like and I, but I was like you know but of these two I'm I'm significantly more interested in mm. this one and they were like okay turn in pitch deck budget um bible pilot so but all this takes a long time oh, like it yeah, took yeah. like about a year to be like just the back and forth. Yeah, wow. to be, and to be like, okay, we like this, but like, because I, I don't know, I wanted to do like a comedy about gun violence, which is something that is really difficult to do, mm -hmm. and sure. you have to do it well. Mm. And the more, like, I think if I had like been like, nope, this is like the only, like, I, like, I don't know, but I felt like I could sort of like, compromise and it shifted into an idea about a group of restaurant workers who decide to like stage a hold up to get like media attention and collect donations from the community so like it's it's about a community of people who do something sort of like wild um okay so yes, brick tv i checked out their website man they're an emmy award-winning cable and digital network yeah like, it's pretty legit no guys. they're super legit i mean they like like, the other creators they work with, they work with a guy named Kaveh Zahidi, who's, like, his work is just, like, so amazing and so personal. There was just, like, a New York Times article about him, like, oh, being, wow. like, because all his work is, like, semi-autobiographical, but he's 
amazing. Um, and then Shayna Feinberg made Dinette, which went to Tribeca. And it's like a really amazing show about this group of women um, in Brooklyn. I don't know. I haven't seen The Future is Then because I don't believe it's out yet. But I mean, they just they make a ton of amazing content. I'm, I'm super into them, super into the program. Would recommend anybody who has a chance to work with them to just like really try yeah. <laughs> to get it to seal yeah. the deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Really excited for 86 to look yeah. out for that. Yeah, it's the shit. It honestly is very, very good. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Where are you guys right now in it? So we finished, we finished like post-production. So we're like essentially. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, we're essentially congrats. done. But now it's kind of this marriage of like, the people are like, oh, when's it coming out? And a lot of it depends on what festivals we get into. Yeah. Mm. So it's like right now we're kind of like, hi, <laughs> let's see when we hear, baby. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, oh, it's a guessing have, game. Do you have a plan? I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, no, just, you know, hanging 10 right now. But it's also kind of, it's such an intense, you guys know, it's yeah. such an intense yeah. thing to finish a project that I was ready for a little break because then the process of releasing it also Oof. takes it a ton a of fucking work yeah. yeah it is a weird thing and it's it's i think as an actor and we've all been actors um when you finish work it is auditioning again oh yeah absolutely. it's literally here's this thing i worked on yeah and let me take it person to person and can i get the job yeah absolutely it's and it's it's no different in filmmaking. Like no. you're like, like people are like, Oh, has, you know, what's you, Oh, amazing. You've done this work. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But now I'm just like back to working at the restaurant, starting another job at another mm-hmm. restaurant, <laughs> like back dating. Like it's all so like mundane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You still go back to fishing. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, that's always, always the thing. I yeah. have a question. Um, with your writing um what makes you follow an idea hmm. i mean in the 86 was something that has not happened to me before where it was like okay like the idea has now been greenlit and asked for so i must follow the idea mm-hmm. yeah. despite the fact that i may not be disinterested in it and yeah. that's not true i was still interested in it but it that was definitely like a like okay like Brought this girl to the dance and I'm gonna fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, um, you know that classic, <laughs> that classic anecdote. You know that classic <laughs> anecdote. Uh, but I think in general, the like, okay, so right now I am writing a screenplay about um, two best friends who fell who fell out of being best friends because one of their college partners assaulted the other one Mm -hmm. so there's like this sort of like um you know it's about rape culture but then they decide to reconnect because one of them gets married and invites her to her bachelorette party and they get back together and the outsider realizes that all of the other bridesmaids are like totally evil and are trying to fucking kill the bride and so it's like a horror like comedy Um, and I guess the thing I'd say is, like, I have been trying to write this for two years. Because I wrote one, like, sort of draft of this right before we filmed Blank Season 3. And I was like, God, this is trash. Like, I, I kind of like this idea and I'm interested. 
so much in the idea of marriage, so much in the idea of female friendships, of evil fucking women, of women not believing each other in the case of rape. Uh, this is something I'm really interested in, but the script is fucking trash. It's a bummer, but like when I revisit this idea, it's gonna be, like it's gonna be a whole new draft. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like I just finished my first draft of this, which I'm calling Stag. And the big feeling I felt is like, yo, the script is, it's all over the place. It's still not there. There's still stuff where I'm, I'm not sure I'm conveying like, you know, topics in like a particular, in a, in a, in the way that I exactly want it to, mm. but I know it is something that if someone gives me notes on, it's not going to be like a, like, okay, I just got to throw this away. I have sent it to my two kind of like first people. Um, so I guess the idea of how do you know to follow an idea, it's because it won't leave you alone. Mm -hmm. Like I wrote something that I was like, this is trash, but like, I know the idea is interesting. And then there's another idea that I have that I'm like applying to this, like, I don't know, this residency with about this girl who um, is chosen to like uh, have the second coming of Christ. And this is something that I've been interested in for like six years. And I've written a number of drafts about it. And I always think they're awful. Mm. It's been a play. It's been... It's just like, it's always been so lame and preachy and like, do I even believe in God, you know? Like, yeah. but I'm like, this idea is something that I think is so interesting. And like, you know, right now I'm spinning it as like, you know, it's a woman, like, is it a woman who's like, works at like a GameStop? Mm -hmm. And like, so there's something about like, you know, like video games or God and like, but also with like religion and like how, you know, but it's all about kind of like following your dreams in a way that none of the other drafts have been about, hmm. which all my themes are the fucking same. <laughs> They're all about either following your dreams or like wanting to be like a good, like getting a second chance at being a best friend. I think that's, wow. you end up, most of when, when you look at like most people's work, it, even if they have 20 movies and they're all so yeah. different, but you mm -hmm. boil it down to their themes and like yeah. their beams of support. Yeah. And it's always the same story. Yeah, exactly. It's always the same story somehow. Like, like I think Steven Spielberg makes movies about kids without parents and all trying time. to connect mm -hmm. with parents. And it's about people trying to connect. Yeah. That's like, he's made that same movie his entire career. So, um, Outerline is still relatively new. We have a short, a couple shorts out, but we, it's so cool to look at your history of content and, um, can you talk, say any advice or challenges that you've had, like producing your own work and especially starting out, like kind of in um, that regards? Like, yes, I have advice. I just think like make as much as you fucking can nice. because mm -hmm. you're going to like be like, okay, like. And have like debriefs with yourself after each project. Ideally write a few notes mm. about being like, hey, what worked for the team? What worked for me? What didn't work for the team? What didn't work for me? And like, think about it. Because there are totally people who work in just completely different ways. And sure, yeah. I just think like, Again, like my big uh, advice to people would be like, don't worry too much about the brand right off the bat. Don't worry too much about fitting in a spot right off the bat. Don't worry. Don't try to compete with the politician and fucking like, and now even high maintenance. Like these things are huge. Mm -hmm. Just. And they already did it. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. They've done it. They won. Yeah. They won. They won. They won. They won. They, they, you know, it's all you good. Know? They, yeah. they yeah. won. So just like, just try to like, 
make something that's like honest and true to yourself and think about it as that. I just think it is, it's so easy to become discouraged. I've been so discouraged in making my own work. I've never been satisfied mm. with what, I, I've actually, I've always been satisfied with the art, with the artistic content that has been created, but I've, I've been lucky enough to feel like, oh, I really feel really proud of this. But like, you can't handle the response or what happens so try to just do it for you. I mean, there's that whole advice in auditioning where it's like, bitch, this is my rehearsal room. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can watch yeah. it and sit there yeah. if you want, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm moving around this furniture because this is my rehearsal. Yeah. And I think it's so, I, I struggle, of course, to do that because it's different to say something and do something, but it is the most helpful when you're like, this is how I would fucking play this role and I don't give a shit if yep. you like it or not. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. And I think it's the same thing with filmmaking. Love that. That's awesome. Well, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank everything. you. Congrats to you all. Thanks. It's like such, I think the best part is when you like, like the beginning is so incredibly like fucking precious. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. know, we're definitely, we're definitely seeing that. And yeah. Very happy. Not precious in like the lame way, in like the actual, like it is to me the best part of like, I mean, the best parts are a bunch of parts, but the beginning is like the The building and you're just like, I don't know, what do we do? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's figuring it out. Yeah. It's awesome. Totally. Ah, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys. Awesome. Can't wait to see what you're doing next. Check out alexspeeth.com for Blank My Life thank and 86 you. coming to you soon from Brick TV. And thank you for joining us on another episode of the Outer Line podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe, write us a review. Thank you, Alex, for such an interesting interview with some really helpful advice I think we can all implement into our own creative work. This week, we go to the New York Independent Theater Film Festival with our short film, A Weekend Away. We will let you know how that goes on the next episode of the Outer Line podcast. Thank you.